Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. This, I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. This evening, we have a special guest, Prophetess Catrice Smith from Washington, D.C. Okay, you're on the air. Okay, well, um, good afternoon, good evening, good night to everyone uh, that is listening across the airways. And I want to, first of all, say thank you to um, our host, Mr. Emmanuel Barbie, for inviting me. It's been uh, several times that, you know, uh, the invitation was sent out. So I believe this is the timing. So thank you for, uh, for allowing me this space. It's a pleasure to be here. Amen. Amen. So I uh, just have briefly uh, some things that are on my heart that I uh, did want to talk about. Um, just a couple of things. And first and foremost is um, the shift that has taken place in not just, you know, the church, but in our world. Uh, there has been a major shift. Uh, I'm sure anybody that's alive is aware of. And we don't have church as usual anymore. But, you know, the Lord has been giving us this message for many, many, many years now. He's been giving us a message um, that it's no more church business as usual. No more church business as usual. And from a prophetic perspective, uh, that was just something that was incorporated into any avenue that was uh, granted me to to be God's mouthpiece in the earth. And unfortunately, uh, some people didn't want to hear that. Uh, they didn't know how to take it. But, you know, I'm a firm believer of this, and God's word is true. And if he said a thing, he's going to bring it to pass. You know, my job, as, uh, as well as any other person that uh, carries a prophetic voice and that walks in the office of prophet or prophetess, uh, or the fivefold ministry, especially, if if God said a thing, He's faithful. He's going to bring that thing to pass. And that shift that has taken place, we we are no longer have the liberty to go into a, a designated quote unquote house of worship. We're no longer uh, allotted the privilege of um, going to uh, quote unquote church concerts or anything like that nature. We, we, we have to um, acknowledge that God said no more church business as usual. So it has kind of thrust us into a place of newness. Um, many have taken, you know, to the airways. Many have taken to um, Facebook or, you know, Instagram lives. Or they have um, found other types of venues to be able to reach uh, the people of God. You know, and some have uh, opted out to do nothing, you know, when they are not, when they stop giving the court the opportunity to go uh, to the actual church building. Unfortunately, some, you know, just couldn't deal with that. And some are, are going through very many changes because of that. But on a very positive note, um, with that shift has come change. And with that change has come opportunity. Um, I believe that God has been letting us know for a long, long time that, that you know, he was not pleased with uh, church, so to say. He was not pleased with the way things were governed. 
He was not pleased with the way his people were being mishandled. And I, I personally uh, can recall every single message that God ever uh, gave me, um, even in the prayer chamber. You know, he doesn't do anything in the earth without first revealing it to his, his servants, you know, his holy prophets. If that prophet is listening, you know, um, as a prophetic people, we have to have, you know, uh, made ourselves available for God to be able to uh, incline our ear and listen to what he's saying. And he's been telling us for some time that he was going to um, flip the script, so to say, on a lot of things that had been taking place because people were uh, being mistreated. You know, and, and, and I believe God's word. He said that it's better for a millstone to be hanging around someone's neck and they cast it to the sea and ground than to offend one of these little ones that believe on the Lord. And we are the apple of his eye. There's been many, many cries coming up into the, that the ears of God, our Father, you know, that people have done this. Lord, they've done that. Lord, they put me out of the church. Lord, you know, they, they, they hurt my feelings. And Lord, you know, you see what they're doing to me. God, help me. And just the same way in the God of, of old, he never changes. He never changes. <laughs> He's the same God. He's going to vindicate us. So, on a more positive note, um, this whole thing that's happened with COVID, many, many people, they send me um, requests and there's like, like, woman of God, please, we're going to pray for our, our, our world. We're going to pray for the nation. We're going to pray for the U.S. We're going to pray for Africa. We're going to pray for China. And, you know, if, if we believe God, if we believe his word, there comes a time in our lives when he says, don't pray for these people anymore. It's written in the book of Jeremiah. It's written throughout where they were hard-headed. They were rebellious. They were stiff-necked. They didn't want to hear. So he's like, no, don't pray for them anymore. Let me allow my hand to move now because it's the positive and the negative at the same time. The negative is that God has said it exactly what he said he's going to do. He's brought this whole thing to pass. He's allowed the shift up. He's allowed the shift to happen. And unfortunately, some people, they're, they're, they're not taking it very well. But on the positive side of things, um, there is, you know, something that God has allowed us to go through. Number one, it's pushed people to pray that's never prayed before. <laughs> it's pushed atheists to pray to a God that they say does not exist. And God loves that. He loves to hear the prayers. And he's not going to lift this thing just yet. He's not going to lift it just yet. Because on the positive side of everything, in every turmoil, in every trial, in every trauma that we can go through as a global nation, not just the United States, and not just Africa, not just China, not everybody separately, but corporately, millionaires will be birthed in this process. And those are the ones that I want to talk to tonight in my very few short uh, um, moments of, of being able to talk with you all. Um, for those of you that have ears to hear and you can hear what God the Father is saying, he's saying that he's allowed us to be in a position to set ourselves up for everything that he's ever promised us that he was going to do. If we look at it beforehand, 40 hours a week, depending on where you live and where you have to commute to go to work, at least two hours travel. That's 12 hours of your time taken up. You're going to give that job eight to 10 hours, faithfully. Rain, sleep, snow, or shine, 
unless they're like Washington and says, no, don't come to work. We're shutting down the district because of the snow and the weather. But any other time and people that have to go, I've seen people go to work sick because they knew if I don't go to work, I'm going to miss this day on the paycheck. God is so wise for those of us that will hear. Now, not only do we have the time to do the things that God has, well, I wouldn't write a book, but, you know, I just don't have time. You know, I work on this, I start a business, I just don't have time. I, I don't have time. I have to go to work. I have to pay the bills. I have to take care of my family. And that all is true. But God, in his infinite wisdom, has allowed this COVID to happen. Not only did he allow us to be shut down and be at home, people like, oh, no, I can't go to work. What am I going to do? I can't pay my bills. God's like, don't worry about that. I got you covered. You made the way for finances to come in even while we're at home and shut down. And then in that process, the monies have come. You got the time. But then some people have a hard time being alone with themselves. Some people have a hard time being still. So, but I believe that for those very select few, and a few could be several hundred, could be a million, that across the globe, that have listened to God's voice in the season, that have finished the book, that have finished, you know, a movie project, that have gotten the CDs recorded, that have put together the album, that have the money to be able to pay for it. Well, you're nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. Only a God in heaven can do that for us. There are people now, I personally, I personally have to say that even while before this uh, pandemic happened, the assistance that I was putting forth to do, I was not able to get not one single uh, major a major amount of financing i was getting a little financing here a little financing there a little you know um, uh, grants here grants there but not like on the level that i have now it took a pandemic for it to be released so i'm so grateful for it i'm grateful for this time i'm grateful for the time to be able to be still i'm grateful to be able to finish the projects because of what i do it's given me an opportunity to help so many other people so, for those of you that are out there that are listening, that have taken to what God has, has, has done, and to, you know, stop complaining, don't complain, stop and look at it from a different perspective. Is it a pandemic? Yes. Is it a global happening? Yes. But it's a believer's blessing in disguise. And it's also a, a blessing in disguise for those that don't believe, because everybody that's, uh, God has a universal principle. He reigns on the just and the unjust. So these opportunities that have presented themselves are not just for those of us that believe, but for those that don't believe in the God that we, we serve and that we love. But because of the principle that he's released, it's going to bless those that does the work and puts the work in. Amen. And so I just know that if we stop and look at it and stop allowing the media to dictate what's going on with us and to dictate our mindset, and to put us, to, uh, allow us to, if we're not careful, slip into a place of murmuring and complaining, which God hates. Oh my God, He hates murmuring and complaining. The people of Israel did not get to go into the promised land because they murmured and complained. And you know what? They died in the wilderness. So my challenge today is to shift us. If we've been murmuring and complaining as a whole, I can't say you because I would be separating myself from the body. We're all connected. What happens to you affects me. What happens to me affects you. It's all a matter of perspective and how we look at things. 
So I want to challenge you to look at what God is doing. Look at what he's allowed. Don't get caught up into what the media is is portraying this whole thing to be. And it is bad. So on, on certain points, looking at from a, a humanity perspective, it is bad. The looting, the rioting, burning down buildings, people losing their lives. You know, it is. In a sense, it's very bad. But we can't focus on that. If we believe God's word, we have to believe all of it. It's not that we sit back and we're idle. We don't, we're, it's not that we're not aware of what's going on in the world. But our Bible says, he says, don't focus on the things of the world. He said, concern not yourself with the things of the world. Are we aware of the things? Yes, we are. But we don't want to allow those things to take away our focus. We don't want to allow those things to take away what God is doing. No matter what this big fanfare and, and where I'm at now, I can just I hear people protesting. They go protesting down the street. I can be in here with my windows closed, completely doors closed, and it sounds like they're right in the middle of the living room. The protesting is so loud. But I don't let it affect me. I don't get focused on it. I may go and take a video of every now and then out the window and just for um, perspective purposes. But I don't go down and get my sign and I don't go join them and go marching down the street. Many people, unfortunately, they have gotten uh, their lives taken in the aftermath for being a part of something that they thought was good. So we don't want to get focused on that. Focus on looking at your hand. That's what I want to challenge you at on today. Look at your hand. What do you have in it? What is the one thing that you have in your hand that will change not only your life, but your children's life, if you have children, your grandchildren's life, what is it that you have in your hand that you can cause to manifest according to the promises that God gave you? I want to challenge you to, for those of you that have gotten prophetic words, I listen to mine every chance I get. I pull out that prophetic word, and it may be um, five years ago, it may be 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And I listen to the prophetic word, and and but this is what I want to uh, challenge you to do as well. We have to know the timing of God, we have to know the location of God, and we have to know the association of the people that we're in the midst of. When God gives you a word, it may not be that that word is so right now. Abraham got a word, but it didn't come to pass until seventy-five years later. Abraham got the word, but he was not in the place that his promise came to pass. And his association, God actually stopped speaking to Abraham while Lot was with him. When Lot was with him, the Lord didn't answer Abraham not one time. But it was when he was separated from him. Then God began to speak to him again. He said, now go back to the first place that I told you to go to and then that's when he made the covenant with him and we know the story you can find that in in, uh, in, in Genesis uh, chapter 15 but I want to challenge you today to be able to change your perspective and what we're looking at and what's going on in the world today because there's lots of opportunity out there there's lots of opportunity um, in the face of the nations and my life concept, 
after I got mature in them. And, and, and not only, you know, since I've been walking with the Lord, but just in life in general. When I got mature enough to uh, focus on, you know, others and people outside of myself, my whole life aspect is to find the void and fill it. In this season in our lives, the believer and unbeliever life, there's many voids. You just have to find the niche that is yours and see what portion of that void that you can fill because it will make you very, very wealthy. And he was over and over, we've been taught a lie. We really have been taught a lie. And I fell for that lie. And I had to really just go before the Lord and ask God, you know, Lord, you know, I need your help because, you know, all of this has been a lie to me. I need some answers. And you know what? God gives us the unction. He gives us the nudge to where he lets us know, yes, you were taught in a spirit of error. We were taught, oh, we have to be poor. We have to be poor. And when we're poor in the natural, we're rich in the spirit. That's been a lie that's been fed to us. And I know it's a lie because our Bible tells us throughout in the book of Hebrews, especially in the book of Exodus, all the way from Genesis, that we've been called to be priests and kings. And if we believe that the priest was ordained not to minister to people, we got it all wrong. We've been fed a lie all of these many years, and it caused a lot of trouble for me when I began to preach what God said. He said, when he told Moses and gave Moses all of the instructions and the requirements for Aaron's robe and for his son's garments, he gave them, and that's in Exodus 28, he gave them some direct charges of what he, how he wanted it made, the colors he wanted to make, the pomegranates and the bells and everything, the Urim and the Thummim, he gave him some direct things of what he wanted. And what did he tell him? He told him that the garments were to be made for the priests, and the priests had one job, and that was the minister to God. Ministry was put in place for us to minister to God. That's the first aspect. Now, the second aspect, hallelujah, he said he called us to be kings. A king is not a king without a kingdom to rule over. And I don't know any poor king in the days of old if we read our Bible. Many of us, we don't know our African history. We don't know where we came from. We came out from kings and priests. We came out from dukes, hallelujah. And princes, if we read and if we believe the Bible, we came out. Now, my history book didn't teach me any of that. I had to go and get unlearned in order to learn and let God tell me the truth. And I'm still learning every day. Solomon was the wealthiest king that there was. That's recorded in the Bible that we know. But there's another king that was a king of Africa who was wealthier than Bill Gates. And if you put all of their money together, he was wealthier than all of them. Mansa Musa, Google it, and you'll find out the information on him. But we weren't taught that. We're not supposed to be poor. We're supposed to minister to God. And we're supposed to be very, very wealthy. That's what my Bible tells us. But somewhere we got lost. And I'm coming to um, the close of my time in just a moment here. Uh, but we are, if we believe, if we believe what God is saying, 
And I want to talk for just a hot moment uh, for those individuals out there that have questions now. Your spirit man has been disrupted even before the pandemic, even before the shutdown. Because God is so amazing. <laughs> and I got tickled. I was thinking about President Obama when they wouldn't, you know, come to, you know, a, a decision, kind of like what's going on in the White House right now. And he said, okay, y'all can't come to a decision. Y'all can't get it right. I'm going to shut it down. And he was he was in such a place where he did. He shut the government down. It was awesome. God is a ruler. He's a government sits on his shoulders. <laughs> oh, I'm getting excited right now for my own self. He is the government. God said in his word that the government sits on the shoulders of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, the one that cares for us. So when nothing could be done the way he ordained, he called us to be kings and priests. It's not even to talk about all of the people that have been mishandled and raped in church. My own child molested in church. Broke my heart. But I couldn't go and take a gun and shoot somebody. But I know how to tell the Lord. Not just my child, but for every person's child that's out there, for every person's child that was misused and abused and, and, and got pregnant by someone in clergy, someone in church. God hasn't just been sitting by idol. We've been watching all of this. Not by those that have been stealing the monies, misusing the finances, running his church like business, becoming very, 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 very wealthy, very extravagant lifestyles. God hasn't been sitting by idol. He's been watching. You got to set time for those of us that have a prophetic voice and that could speak by the speaking of God, saying something's coming, something's coming. God's going to shut it down. And when God first gave me that word, He said that you know, fret not yourself of evil doers. He said they shall soon be cut off. And in my mind, my finite little thinking, cut off means to me. Oh, I said, Lord, are you going to kill them? He said, I'm not going to kill them. He said, I'm going to give them a chance to repent. He said, but I'm going to cut off the source of their supply. And that's what he did. He shut down everything. The Lord did this. So as a believer, what we should be doing, and I implore unto you today, is to get in the face of God. If you are a believer, but those that are out there that would listen to this, if you're a non-believer and you don't believe in God the way in relationship that we do, you have the opportunity to do that. You have the opportunity to have a relationship with God and it will bring you so much more peace and it will give us some understanding of what's happening in our world today. And unfortunately, I can't say, oh, it's going to get better by XYZ day. I cannot do that. What I can tell you that the Lord has been speaking in my being is it's going to get worse before it gets better. But at the same time, I want to encourage your hearts because Daniel, the Hebrew boys, all of them, Joseph, they all got promotion in the middle of a pandemic. They got promotion in the middle of a pandemic because they have a relationship with the Lord. So I highly, highly encourage you, if you have a relationship with the Lord, make it better. Go in deeper. If you pray, pray a little more. If you pray and understand, pray and understand greater. If you fast, fast greater. You know, but there's blessings in disguise, and I believe that there's lots of blessings out here for us. And all we have to do is look. So on that note, I want to say thank you so much for uh, allowing me this very, very brief little time goes by so fast. And when we're moving and operating in, the timing of God is eternal. There is no timing. I can't speak for everyone, but for myself, 
that glaze are going by so fast. It was just July. Then it was just July 31st. Now it's already the night. We're moving in supernatural timing, but God himself said it. He said, I will shorten the days for my elect's sake. So I recognize the shortness of the days, and I consider myself to be his elect. So I want to encourage you, find the void. Identify what's in your hand. Find the void and fill it. And look for this blessing that is in uh, this disguise of called a pandemic. And I'm going to say God bless you. And at this time, I'm going to give this podcast back over into the hands of our host, uh, Brother Emmanuel Barbie. And thank you so much for allowing me to speak with us. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to stay on the line, uh, woman of God. Okay. Thank you. Um, and also, whenever you feel led to come back on this show, you're more than welcome to do so. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that invitation. Heavenly Father, I come before you as humble as I know how. Thank you again, Lord, for allowing us to have a, a wonderful um, podcast this evening. Lord Jesus, just stir up all of my Christian friends that's on my um, um, friends list, Lord, as as well as those that's in my um, Christian groups, Lord. Stir up their hearts and minds, Lord, to participate, Lord, um, on my podcast, Lord, when I hold my uh, events, Lord, the free events online, Lord. Just let them be in agreement, Lord. Jesus' name. I'm asking you, Heavenly Father, to... Um, Bless um, Prophetess Smith, Lord, her uh, ministry, Lord, and um, just let um, whatever, give her, her her heart desires, Lord. Jesus' name I pray. Um, Heavenly Father, I'm praying, Lord Jesus, for this miracle, Lord, that, um, that my film, Lord, would get fully funded, Lord. Just connect me with the right people, Heavenly Father. I'm doing the best that I can, Lord Jesus, to um, get my uh, division, Lord, out to the masses, Lord. The book is, my book uh, was uh, barely selling, Lord. You told me to, um, in the uh, revised book, to write the vision and make it plain. And I've done that. I've done my part, Lord. But still, Lord Jesus, the book is barely selling. So now, Lord, you put in my heart and mind, Lord, to go ahead and take my um, story to the next level. And that's getting it on. Um, the major uh, screen, Lord, the big screen. Unfortunately, Lord, now uh, we're this um, COVID nineteen is uh, taking place, Lord, and um, it's kind of trying to um, discourage me, Lord. But that's fine, Heavenly Father. I'm trying to use my time now, Lord, to just focus on fundraising, Lord. Until you're able to clean up this um, virus, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, right now, Lord. Just have your way with this virus, Lord. And um, just please, Lord, um, bless me with the funding, Lord Jesus. So that way, Lord, I can make a quality film, Lord. And with that quality film, Lord Jesus, the proceeds from the film, Lord, will allow me, Lord, to do all the things that you allowed me to write in that revised book. Investing in those high crime, gang, and drug infested communities starting here in my own city, in the city of Chicago, Lord. Working with broken families that want more out of life, Lord. And separating ourselves, Lord, from pedophiles, Lord, and hardened criminals that don't, that um, just, um, just have a bad um, 
intentions, Lord, just to kill people, Lord, just because they got a gun. So, Heavenly Father, just please, Lord, give me the strength to keep enduring. Um, I've been on Facebook for 16 years, Lord. I've been um, faithful, Lord. I'm grateful for um, the um, people that you put in my life, Lord, people that you bless me with uh, that's in my um Groups, Lord, just bless all of those persons, Lord, one by one, even the um, passive spectators, Lord, that don't do anything, Lord. Just bless them anyway, Lord. Stir them up, Lord, to want to get involved in this cause, Lord. Help stop the genocide in American ghettos is not just focusing on Chicago. It's focusing on um, all the major inner cities in America is going through the same problems. Drugs, guns, gangs, poverty. Um, fell in schools and that's what you called me to do Lord instead of sitting up here complaining about the issues you want me Lord Jesus to have qualified people to work with me in terms of being on my um, management team Lord for us to solve the problems within um, do the best that we can Lord within the power that we have Lord you gave us power so I, I still call out to where is my black Wall Street builders where you're at so please bring them forth, Lord, so um, just bless me with the capital so I can hire those persons, Lord. And also, Lord, beyond just uh, America, but also on the continent, Lord, to make our presence known in 10 African nations, Lord, to let them be ready for us, Lord, when we um, expand to uh, the African continent, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Okay, before we go, I have one last thing. Um, I want people to know how to get in contact with um, Prophet Prophet Smith. So tell the, tell my listeners how to get in contact with you. Okay, um, you can always go to my website.